video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. Welcome to another weekly episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Lots to get through this week. There's been plenty of gaming news. We're going to take a look at this week's biggest releases and look at the remainder of the year as well and what we're looking forward to. Plus, we have our movie review of Team America. For first-time listeners, my name is Jess and here with me is Pure Dead Craig. Good evening. And A.K. Garfunkel, a.k.a. Andy. I'm the Garfunkel Master, indeed. Uh, thanks to Punk for his review on Dave the Diver and Couchy for Aliens Dark Descent, both of which you can read on our website, puredeadgaming.com, which is where you can also find links to everything else as well. So first up, Andy, how much hate did you get after your Hollow Knight comments last week? Nothing. Nothing? He's probably not been fucking online to find out. Yeah, people, are, <laughs> people are scared. <laughs> Aye, that's scared. It. Terrified. Who actually somebody said something? Unless you, in case you serenade them to death. Who is the fl- who's the fluffet prince on James? Uh, he said he said oh, he's the, he's the biggest fan of Hollow Knight. <laughs> and he, se- the second biggest fan is Punk, and he's Irish, so he'll probably bomb you. He tried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he tried to pipe up. <laughs> Did you have to lay the smackdown? <laughs> had to lay that smackdown right on his ass. <laughs> sell him straight. It's, it's a mid game and that's all there is to it's it. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> Absolute piece of shit. Okay, so yeah, and he's in the minority on that one, it would seem. Uh... Grenades thrown, early doors. Yep. Indeed. Pew pew, pew pew. Indeed. Um... How are we all? Good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything that happened last week? Mm. Has anything happened last week? No. No. You've been pretty quiet as well, Jess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, busy working. Aye, good. It was friend of the show and Discord member Alan's stag do, and we're up in Glasgow. Hold on, I just Wait check, for an invite, Just you? check my phone, Craig. I'll just check my phone to make sure it's... Mm, no, I didn't, didn't get that text. Did you not? No. Oofed. Does he listen to the podcast? He does, eh? Cunt. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'll probably need to bleep that out. I don't know if I can, can allow that it. word in. Oh, no, we'll not be bleeping anything. There's, <laughs> there's a lot more to be said. Um, yeah, so we're up in Glasgow. And a good day was had. Uh, as per usual, my vow of sobriety was intact so I drove (laughs) and good day had a good day chilling out then it came time to head down the road Mm -hmm. right what a fucking palaver 
what a palaver. We get to, we, we were down at a place called Tingle, which sounds like a strip bar, but isn't, although it's in clocks close proximity to a strip bar. How much do you believe that, Jess? I don't know. Nah, yeah. I don't think I believe that. <laughs> and so we had maybe a 10-minute walk back up to where I'd parked, parked at the bus station because I couldn't find any street parking, right? So you know what it's like, even if you're not drinking alcohol, you're drinking throughout the day, you broke the seal, you need to piss every 10 minutes. I've got the bladder the size of a peanut, okay? Same. So I pee before I leave the bar, we get to the top of Buchanan Street mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to need a pee before we drive down the road. Castles is with me, right? I'm going to need a pee before we drive down the road. Okay. So where can I go? Look around. Greg's is still open. The Greg's at the bus station. So apparently there's two entrances. Not usually up there. So I go in this entrance and there's people sitting down still eating and there's a sign on the toilet door that says strictly no access unless you're a customer, mm-hmm. right? Fair enough, yep. Hi, absolutely. So I, I was like, I'll buy something so I can use the toilet. But just to be as courteous as possible, I thought I better buy something then use the toilet yep. rather than using the toilet. Then they chin me and I go, I was going to buy something and they're like, I saw you fucking wear, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. So I'll make my way around. Standing in this queue, the folk aren't interested that what they are, they're taking forever. And I'm like, ah, give a coffee. How does he always end up at fucking Greg's, by the way? That's the first time I've been Greg's in ages, right? <laughs> so I'm like, ah, but it, it, is, it does go back to a long-standing rivalry with this company, right? <laughs> so I said to the girl, I said, just give us a large latte. Right, okay. Sorry, what time of just, night was this? It's half nine or something. Jeez, all right, okay. So you thought you would fucking fill your bladder again? <laughs> well... Look, uh, the fucking logic. Look, <laughs> it's safe though, because I'm going to the toilet, yeah. right? And I've had a long day, I need a coffee for driving back down the road, right? <laughs> right. The, the logic's there, right? Okay, uh-huh. So I get the coffee, and we turn around to go back over there, and they've moved a bunch of tables to create a barrier. between the toilet? No, between two halves of the, of the shop. And I'm like, ah, can I get by? And they're like, ah, no, no, this bit's closed. I'm like, there's people sitting behind you. No, no, it's, it's, this bit's closed. I was like, I need to go to the toilet. You can't come by here, it's closed. And I'm like, right. so I need a piss. I didn't want anything for Greg's. I've bought a fucking coffee that I now can't drink because I fucking need the toilet. I'm like, right, okay, there must be a toilet in the bus station. Did you not? Was what? that was that the end of it? You didn't. The guy wouldn't let me buy. I said I was. I just bought. I just bought a fucking coffee so I could go to the toilet. No, you can't come by here. Well, there's people sitting eating stuff behind you. No. Two of them. No, can't go by. What was he saying? No. They were getting ready. They were getting ready to close. Was this he denying was that they were there? Was it like no? There's nobody there. No, he just said I wasn't getting by. Right. So rather than thump the guy, I thought, okay, I'll go and use the toilet at. The bus station. Yeah, pressure. You have to pay for that, but on you go. Yeah, you do. You have to pay thirty p. <laughs> Didn't have any cash, right? So at this point, I'm furious. Castles is in hysterics, <laughs> right? Because I've got this fucking large latte. I've got my legs crossed because I need to pee, and I can't get to the toilet. I'm looking about, and I said to the guy, I "Was there was a guy like some attendant standing?" I was like, "What do people do that don't have money?" No. 
You need to do is drink the latte and then pee in the cup. I just went back and pissed in the guy in Greg's face. So, furious, I then go into the car park. The fucking... The ticket we've got won't let us in. So we're standing there for about five minutes, waiting until someone comes out so that we can get in. Castles calls the lift. I go to pay. He thinks I fucked off, so he takes the lift up. I'm stuck paying, and then the lift's gone. Have to walk up two flights of stairs. Right? Carrying your latte. Hadn't accounted for that. Extra weight because of the latte. You know? Right? <laughs> I get up to the second floor, and the cunt's playing dumb. Oh, were you paying? I thought you were just messing around. Uh... <laughs> right? Into the car. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, ah, what the fuck am I going to do here? I really need to pee. You'll just need to hold it. I'm like, I will, right. I was like, do you know that fucking, that fucking parking cost me 13 quid? And he's like, ah, it's pretty expensive in here. Right. I did tell you that before you went also. Ah, I know. That conversation. But I needed to park somewhere. I couldn't exactly fucking take the car into the pub with me. Yeah. So. That's why I joined on a runner. What? You know how much it was. <laughs> so, I fucking drive down the wee spirally bit. And as I'm pulling up to the bit to put my ticket in, the fucking woman in the booth thing just raises the barrier and gives us and fucking lets us through. She didn't even need to pay. No, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was an act of kindness from her. I don't know what, but she didn't know I'd paid because that's not how that works. It's not anything to do. It doesn't mm. have the recognition stuff. You have to put your ticket in. Yeah. So I just paid thirteen quid for parking. And as soon as I get down there, she just presses the button and it just fucking lifted up. And the whole time I'm driving out, I was just staring a hole right through her fucking soul while trying not to piss myself. Mm. So you didn't get a pee until you got home? I mean, I don't know if Jess remembers, but I ran in that yeah, fucking door. Yeah. Didn't even say hello. I bet that was a good pee. It was a good pee. Thunderous. <laughs> it was a frustrated pee. Can that like thunderous pee when you're like it just comes out like a, it's like a force that can't be reckoned with when you're hovering for the the pressure of it. Really, furious. Thirteen pound down the Swanee. Permanent damage done to my nutsack. That's the kind of pee where I, I need to sit down. Hmm. Because see, the thing was, obviously, I still drank the coffee. Oh, of course, you paid for it. So I made it way worse. It was like fucking half a litre of coffee. <laughs> I drank on the way down the road. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. That's why you're not allowed out. I, I mean, I think the record will show that none of this was my fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usual, mm-hmm. So, that's always the story. Other people just get in my way. Mm-hmm. You need to just buy those fucking incontinence pants or something, and you're fine. I don't want to give in, but see, when, when the time comes... I'll not be mad about it. <laughs> I don't want to admit defeat. Uh, I mean, imagine just standing there and like, you're just having a conversation with somebody and they don't know that you're literally just pissing yourself at the same time. It's like, ah, you're going to go buy a coffee? I think I'm... Mm, you'd, you'd, need, you'd need to get used to keeping a straight face. Because I think uh, for the first six months or so, you would, even subconsciously, Make a face while you are peeing. I don't know if you make a face, but like a lot of like when you go into the because I've got to use the public toilets for my work. Mm-hmm. The amount of noise that men make, Jess, I, I swear to God, it sounds as if they're like having sex. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, oh dear, oh dear. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what are you doing in there? I what are you under- actually doing? I genuinely don't understand people. I, like, I don't I- get it. Why there's so much fucking like 
palaver going on for a pee and it's like oh no oh, no 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 like what what are you doing what are you actually doing maybe they're having a wank could, I mean could be in, in the stalls maybe, maybe they are but I just don't and I don't and it's pure dead handy me, chug one out men are disgusting as well to be honest with you because about 95% of guys do not wash their hands that's true and I think it's fucking disgusting yeah. And it's even worse. It's almost worse when the guys come up and they just like put their hand under the tap for two seconds. They have to go. Oh, I've done it. You know what I mean? As if you're trying to like, kid onto yourself that like you've washed <laughs> your hands. And then they go into like cause cause like you washing your hands. They go, oh crap, I better do something. And they literally walk over and go eh, wet. And then they walk out. As if you, like, oh, as if clean. As if you've shamed them into it. Aye, honestly, because I'm I'm there scrubbing because that's what I'm like. You know what I mean? And then I'll, then I'll take a uh, kitchen uh, like toilet paper Aye. so I can grab the handle with the toilet paper that's what I'm like fuck's sake alright because there's no point in washing your hands and then fucking just grabbing the door that everyone else has got fucking fecal matter and piss all over it I just imagine him coming out as the bathrooms with like as the as the poly bags over his hands and feet. marigolds. Not marigolds Can we move on from this vile conversation? Toilet chat. Yeah, it's a gaming podcast. You know, not to bring it back to gaming just yet, but I have some good news that might only be good news for me. So, I was looking up stuff on Beverly Hill Cop Two, right? Just randomly, as you do, because it's a fucking belter of a film, right? And I was going to report back some stuff, but I'm going to keep my gunpowder dry because more than this later, but we're going to be covering good films at some points in the future. And so I assume at some point that classic will be unearthed. Okay. But did you know that Beverly Hill Cop 4 is happening? Yes. Finally. And it has been filmed Mm. and it's coming out this year. Well, I thought I knew it was in production. I didn't realise it's all been like, well, much it's, been. it's seemingly been in production since like well, part production since like nineteen ninety seven. But Foley kept I said Foley, uh, kept pulling out. Aquel, <laughs> So he kept pulling out because he wasn't happy with the script, which is fucking hilarious considering he did stuff like the Nutty Professor. Like how bad could the script have been? Mm. I don't know. But um, no, finally Netflix has the rights, and it was well, filmed. It was filmed last Netflix. Aye. Oh. It was filmed last year. Uh, Rosewood's coming back. Taggart's in it. Uh, cool. Aquel Foley. Oh, he he's in it. Turn around. Serge. Turn around. Uh, and yeah, the story's seemingly supposed to be around like uh, Foley. It's called Beverly Hill Cop Axel Foley. And mm. it's what? supposed to be around him and his daughter and like corruption in the Beverly Hill Police Department. He's still a cop. No, I think his daughter's a cop. I'm, oh. Well, maybe he still is, I don't know. But he's, hmm. his daughter certainly is. But it's one of these things where... I can see that been a plot, actually. His daughter's a cop and he has to get involved. Nah, mm. it's something to do with corruption mm. in the police force. But, like, mm. I don't know. The chances of it being good are slim, but I'm still excited. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm someone that's still an apologist for the third film. The third one was kind of gash. It was, but I still like it because yeah. it's it's Aye. just too good a formula. He's too good a character to the make car- it totally no, shit, what, do you know what I mean? He carries it, the character. Aye. You're absolutely right. The Even though he fucking phones it in, you can tell he doesn't want to be there. Aye. That's a bit of a shame. Mm. I also learned that Disney Descendants 4 is also coming out. Was that? Descendants? When's it coming out? I don't know, it's, it's it's not a cinema job, it's just... Oh, I'm fully aware, but I'm just saying, if we get a Descendants 4 before a Beverly Hill Cop 4, 
I'll not be pleased. Uh, I don't think there's a date at the moment. I'm not sure. Do you know as well uh, the remake, the Disney remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs uh-huh. doesn't have dwarfs in it anymore. Oh, of course. They're giants now. That because that's the world we live in now, where that offends people. I just thought that's kind of mental. Mm. I mean, like it's a it's a classic Disney film. Yeah. And now because of the world we live in, and it's like fucking what is it? The Mermaid, the Little Mermaid. She's yeah. Black now. It's yeah. All black. yeah. And it's like, I mean, for fuck's sake, it's a scand. I think it's a Scandinavian story. You know what I mean? So it's like all yeah. Uh, it's oh, I don't. I just it really frustrates me on this kind of stuff. But I still watch it, and 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 my, my whole feed is full of it because I like getting worked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You need an opportunity to shake your fist. I like I like getting angry. Yeah, Craig gets angry at EVIF files quite a lot. <laughs> Why? I fucking hate them. Right, I've spoke in the past. I've spoke about my hatred for what are they? Dot web p files. Mm-hmm. They're annoying, right? But they're slightly manageable because Microsoft Paint does open them uh-huh. so that you can resave them as an actual fucking functional format. But EVIF files. Are the yeah. scourge of humanity. Nothing <laughs> opens them. So, like, you save a file off, like, fucking Google or something like that, and it's an AVIF file. You can't even open it on your computer. Not even it's VLC player. Fucking brutal, man. That seems to open everything. It, no, nothing. No? Nothing. You have to go into a fucking website and convert it through the cloud into Why? a, into a file this? that you can open. I've it's becoming more and more. Really? Hmm. It's becoming more and more common. All I'm saying is, get in the fucking bin. Oh, we'll start that again. I don't want a roundtable discussion. I want it straight in the fucking bin. Right. I don't even usually listen back to the podcast. I'm going to listen back to this section. If I don't hear that entire fucking wheelie bin song, <laughs> getting played, the full march, the full fucking thing, and them in the bin. It's I think we should start that again. I think we should start getting the bin again. Well, the whole thing was... And we the would... first thing after your thing is Hollow Knight. well it was never meant to go away permanently it's always a case of if anyone's got something we put it in yeah it's just no one has we should do it as a weekly segment because there's always gonna be something that can go in the bin well this week avif files okay right i want you to find out who invented them and then maybe next week they could go in the bin as well right okay i'll do that research so they can have to fucking live with it yep okay it's a recent phenomenon I would say. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, turn three. What is three years old? Mm-hmm. All right. Most people don't think that uh, games have birthdays. But... <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise that myself. Jurassic <laughs> Park's 30 years old, there you go. Holy fuck. Yeah. Mm, yep. When yep. was that released? Did, like... So it's it's different. Like some people had the thirtieth anniversaries last month because that's when it came out in America. But ah, on on Sunday was the UK thirtieth anniversary of the UK release, which right. is obviously the one that matters. Of and so we I watched had, it, of I course. To, well, well, of course, you watched about twenty five minutes of it and fell asleep. Yeah, sounds familiar. Divorce pending. <laughs> that was post Team America, though. You'd expect me to watch two films in one night. I mean, come on. It's the thick. When will it be the 30th anniversary again? Hmm? Can we just wind that back? No, we can't. <laughs> well, I'm sure the 30th of Jurassic Park 2 will be in a few years. That's true. Four years from now. Good film. <laughs> 1997. I believe it was June as well. <laughs> One thing, just before we move on, right? This is going to be 
a reference that's completely lost on YouTube. Maybe not you, Jess, because mm-hmm. you have seen quite a few episodes of Seinfeld. Reluctantly. Aye, in the background when I've been watching them. But I only realised it today, but I have my own Babu Bat. So there's a recurring character in Seinfeld. He's in like two or three episodes. And he's a character where he opens a restaurant near where Jerry stays. And Jerry's looking out and he's like, oh, God. He just finds it so hard to watch this guy because he's just failing. He's like standing at the door and he's trying to get people to go in. Nobody's fucking interested. And it just goes on like that. And then he ends up getting involved and makes it worse, right? Now, I have yet to get involved and make it worse. Mm -hmm. But that ice cream guy. See the ice cream guy in the corner? Near my work. Oh, yeah. Fucking, it, it kills me. That he's doing absolutely no business. He's he's not selling a single ice cream, this guy. Right at the at the car park, it's across the way, and it's just this tiny wee building, and he spent money doing it up. It's on the way to the beach, so you would think it would do business. It does no fucking business. And every night when I'm driving home, I have to drive right down and stop right in front of him, and he just stares at me, looking dead inside, thinking... He's clearly looking, just going, what have I done? Why have I done this? <laughs> <laughs> and it's got it's got to the point where when I drive down now and I stop, I like give him not a wave, but I give him a nod of acknowledgement because he's always just standing at the door you hoping that someone will come in and buy say, an ice cream. You not, uh, you this not led you to buy him, buy an ice cream? I'm on a diet. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> And also, I'm trying to not further the whole thing of him being my babu bat because the, if, that's what Jerry did. Jerry got involved and it made things worse. Jerry, Jerry got involved, so I can't get involved. So I can't get involved. But I've just got to see this guy every day. 20 to 6 and stuff like that. You're like, why are you still open? I've never seen a single person get an ice cream out of his place. I fear it's financial ruin for the guy. <laughs> I mean, it, it also could be a front and actually, you know. I really hope it's a front, but if it is, then he's the worst drug dealer ever mm. because he's not selling any drugs either. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be happy if he was selling drugs. Sell something. He's going to have to sell his fucking furniture to live soon. Where is it exactly? Uh, across from the Ramada Jarvis. That bit in the corner? Mm-hmm. Mm. Used That's to be, quite big. It's got a big space. No, no. I know it's, it's still, a wee corner, but no... No, it's the one, so it's not the one that used to be like a... Uh, Sandwich but Ah, it's, it's like a tiny wee bit in the corner, it's blue, ah, it's right, really right. small. But I don't know if nobody knows it's there or it's too expensive or he's a sex offender, I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I actually... Um... Speaking of sex offenders? Interesting segue. No. <laughs> <laughs> sex offenders, you no. say? I've got something I could jump in I, with. I was going with the whole business economics situation. Why um, did you jump in at sex offender then? <laughs> you said it before. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nathan, our son, who's nine, has been playing a game called Let's Zoo? No, Let's Build a Zoo? Let's Build a Zoo, yeah. Let's Build a Zoo. Um, and... I don't know, I feel like sometimes I don't give some of these games enough credit and perhaps like, I don't know, non-gaming parents like look at games and, 
you know, sometimes think, oh, it's just like, it's not good for them. Mm-hmm. But see the things that he's learning from playing this zoo building game. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like a it's like a theme park simulator oh, type right. game. It's mm-hmm. a zoo. He's roped me into uh, using the points that I've earned on the Microsoft reward thing so that he can get credit so he can buy a DLC for it that's got dinosaurs in it as well. But anyway, um, but yeah, he's having conversations about like economics and the price that he's setting mm. for entry and um, cool. just all the all the different things that go into sort of management of that. And yeah. I just think actually he's learning so much from playing this game. That's a good thing. Um, it was pretty impressive. Like he was saying, like he, he'd come down to Jess and said, yeah, so I raised the prices of entry. <laughs> and uh, it was meaning that less people were coming in, but they are paying more. So it is sort of making up the difference. And uh, now I've got people protesting outside the zoo, but they're actually coming into the zoo. So they're protesting, but they are paying as well. <laughs> the analysis. But yeah, I just wanted to sort of give that a little shout out just because. That's the thing. I, I, I feel like so many people, if they're not into gaming, they just kind of dismiss it as it being a sort of useless pastime but like I don't know like I feel like when we were younger we probably learned a lot of skills through gaming that we didn't even like it doesn't feel like learning mm-hmm. so you sort of dismiss it that way but we, there was loads of things that we will have mm-hmm. like picked up through that I know, I know Roman numerals cause of wrestling that's a good shout that's <laughs> that a good shout that, that's and I knew, reason, I, I, know. I knew all my Roman numerals when I was like 7 years old I remember yeah. being at the school and, and the teacher was like why do you know this I She's looking it up, stuff like that, and I'm like, I'm telling you, it's right. Oh, I'm telling you, that's five. Aye. That's WrestleMania five. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what you pick stuff up from, though. Aye, like history and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay, moving on to some ratings that we've got this week. Um, what did we call it? Question Corner. That was it, wasn't it? Cozy question corner, yeah. Cozy question corner. Okay, first up, um, this is from Alan, who said, I know you've all talked about it in the past, but again, last week, Gorilla spoke about how many Horizon products are in the pipeline. This is way too much of a good thing. I'm shocked Sony hasn't stepped in to protect the IP from oversaturation. Yeah, there was news. I think it was like one of the guys did an interview and he said something about like there's 15 or is it 16? Horizon, like sort of ventures on the go just now. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I think one of them. Not just games, like maybe. maybe aye, I think some stuff's and... maybe like aye, like a comic aye. and stuff like that, and they've got a TV show coming and stuff, but still, 15's too much at anything. No, I don't know, because I don't consume everything. I mean, you, you probably don't consume every bit of media, do mm-hmm. you? So, like, it may seem like a lot, but they're probably just trying to cater to everybody. When you think about it, because I don't, yeah. I don't like the might be like, let's say if there was a comic, I don't really read comics. No. Uh, yeah, if there was a show, I would probably check out the show. Um, That's the thing. Like, I, I wonder. Like, it depends. I mean, obviously, I suppose we don't know what they're going to do. But like, see if Gorilla want to be involved in all of it. My worry would be, would they have burnout on the franchise? And would mm. that then affect like the stories and stuff like that they tell? Well, I think that's kind of what ha- what's happening at the moment with um, like Marvel projects and Star Wars because Disney have now said they're cutting back on. Yeah, it's too fucking because it's just it's been too it's been too much, and I How think long there's have I been, been saying this? it's been underwhelming. Yeah, I know you have since about what twenty fifteen or something like that. Yeah. When they need to fucking calm down. Uh, it sounded like a good idea where they were like a Star Wars story. 
and it was like another bit that was based in the Star Wars world and you're like that sounds quite cool but then like it just was too much mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. every year mm-hmm. you've got another one Aye. and it's like it sounds like a good thing but like too much of a good thing is just yeah. makes you it just makes you like not value it as much yeah I think the, the thing is that these executives just look at it and go it's a cash cow and they're oh, they're, they're probably going I it probably is going to damage the IP long term, but okay, seen, ten, seen ten years, I'll be, fuck, I'll be fucking gone, it. and that's somebody else's problem. <laughs> uh, we don't we don't really care if the fucking reviews are shit. We just want the money. Mm-hmm. That's that's all they're thinking about. And people are still going to consume Star Wars shit. Aye, hundred percent. And that, like like just said there, like I don't know you if you're, and I'd probably be the same. See if you were like the CEO of fucking Marvel, and you're like, right, I'm probably going to be here for the next six years, so I could make myself the most successful CEO of Marvel ever by just churning these things out when it's at its peak and then by the time it starts to go down because everybody's fucking sick of it because I've put so much of it out I'll be off yeah. and then the next guy will look like a dick mm-hmm. and the thing is because Marvel's so popular and because Star Wars is so popular it takes longer than the average IP but mm-hmm. it will happen like fucking right, phase no, 47 and phase no. 82 and but these people are only the only the only answer to their shareholders. That's what Aye. it's all about. That's all they care about. That's all it's about at the end of the day. We Aye. hang that in it for like, God, like the artistry of it all. No. No. Not Aye. at all. It's all about you have to make more profit than the, the year before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another question, this was sort of late off the back of last week's movie. So last week for our movie review, we watched Tusk and Benji has asked if you could strap anyone into real or fictional suit for life, who and what would it be? I don't really not like anyone though. I dislike a lot of people. Do you? You want to name and shame? <laughs> How long have we got? <laughs> um, there's plenty of people I would sew into a suit for life though. Really? Oh, even still, I'll have a bit them. harsh. No, I mean, I don't think are you so. talking about in real life people are like celebrities? Are we talking in this room or? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it, I don't know. What does it say? This is anybody. Um, I would. I should have read this question before. Huh? I know you had a bit of a beef with um, David Dickinson, but didn't you? He's still he's still alive, I believe. Uh, I you tried to kill him as well. I know. You, you were in a, a good run at off in folk. I know. I know. I've lost my mojo. I think. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah. you, you didn't like him to begin with, and he's made a dicky by staying alive. So maybe you could put him in a suit. That's a good point, actually. What kind of suit would you put him in, though? Well, he's orange, isn't he? So what could I make him? A carrot. <laughs> carrot suit. He's him in the dirt. <laughs> Be a carrot, David. Be a carrot. <laughs> I would... Who would I really dislike? I really don't like Peter Kay. P- Peter Kay? Mm-hmm. Really? Nah, I just don't think he's funny. He's funny. No, I, I don't think, think so. Right. I think he just says stuff and then he puts a stupid face on and people laugh at him, not with him. <laughs> I would put Peter K. Well, who's your favourite comedian? If you're going to say Kevin Bridges or Frankie Boyle. No, that's right, fair enough. Um, I would put him in a cake suit. But I would make it so that he would he, he wasn't able to get a nibble at himself. 
Or just gets the aroma of cake. But he gets the aroma. But he, does, he, he doesn't get to eat it. If he was able to nibble himself, that would make it so much better. It'd make it better for it him. Would, he would be able to live with that, you know what I mean? As long as I can nibble myself, I'm fine with it. <laughs> as long as I can get to the sprinkles. I'd, for- I'm all right with I'd this. force him to be thin and less jolly by not being able to eat himself. Would you put something in it, Jess? Is there something you don't, I don't like? I don't think I've got massive beef with anyone, do I? Is there a celebrity you don't like? That's what I'm thinking. There's a few ones I don't like, but nobody's jumping to... Mm, I think I would put maybe Tom Cruise in something. Just the fact he's in... He's so fucking positive. He could be one of them Olympus. <laughs> so positive. And he though, Evan's so fucking... He's, he'd probably fit the hype barrier, to be fair. Yeah. And he'd be so angry about it. Because he couldn't go on his stilts. <laughs> just, uh, Better watch out with the way because he'll get us killed. That's a good point. He's, de- he's definitely murdered uh, a few oh, people. Yeah. Just delete that part. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's move on. No one at fucking signed all just coming after us. <laughs> Not sure if we're ready for a square goal with Tom, no. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Uh, just before we move on, we did get two nice pieces of feedback last week. So Gilbert wrote in to say, just started listening to the podcast and got to say, I love it. Keep up the good work. And Michael, aka Smid. Dog sixty two said, "Found your show via Threads, and I love it." So yeah, thanks for that. Threads, I told you guys, I told you Threads would be the next revolution. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Fucking knew it. That's why I'm signed up. All yeah. right, got my new Threads on. Mm-hmm. Styling and profiling. Uh, yes. Okay, time to take a look to the week ahead and the biggest releases that are due out. First up, we have. Punch Club 2, so synopsis is get ready to fight your way up to the very top, discover the darkest secrets of your family and maybe save the entire city. This is coming to PC, Xbox, PlayStation and Switch. I'm a bit intrigued by this. I don't think you guys would like it. No. It's like pixel art, but it's like it's supposed to be like a, a fighting management sim and it looks like you're sort of going about and trying to like build up your character I don't know what the fighting's actually like like if it's like a brawler I think it is actually a brawler it says that doesn't it um, it was hard to find too much information on this because when you go to the Steam page that's usually where you get a synopsis mm-hmm. but they've been quite clever and funny and in the bit where there's usually a synopsis it says this is where you would usually find a synopsis that's weird pre-order Punch Club 2 mm. and they've done it just to annoy folk but it, the first game got a really good rating so I think it'll be quite good but I don't know okay. mm. uh, we also have Viewfinder coming out on the 21st sorry I should have said that last game was the 20th of July it's coming out Viewfinder is the 21st of July um, shout out to Sad Ill Studios who are the Scottish game development studio behind this game um, so the description is that you're it's a first-person shooter, in quotations, in which you can reshape reality by placing found objects into the world. And when they say shooter, it's like shooting a camera. So you've got a camera. Oh. Um, right. It's coming out on PC via Steam and PlayStation as well. I have played a little bit of this. Um, it's weird. I think it like does bring something new to sort of the puzzle genre, which I quite like. Yeah. Um, and it definitely leaves you with those kind of aha moments it kind of breaks your brain a little bit though right. because then you feel really smart when you figure it out well kind of but it's like i don't know you're in a picture of a picture of a picture at times and so you've got to navigate through each level and your goal is to kind of find this like teleporter at the end of it to teleport to the next level um, this already sounds way too complicated but <laughs> yeah like so sometimes you need like a battery to power the teleporter right but 
there is only one so you got to take a picture and like duplicate it okay. or you've got to go you, you, you've got a picture of a scene and you have to place the picture and go into that other scene to get the battery to bring it back right. um it's so it's so it's difficult to explain it sounds a bit sounds a bit wacky. weird and also like it's not the same art style in every scene or picture so you're jumping oh, cool. between i don't know i'm trying to like I don't know, there's like some bits where it's like pencil art that you're in. Okay. There's one bit that's like a kid's drawing. There's one bit that's yeah. like a bit Minecraft. It changes all the time depending yeah. on what the picture that you're going into is. So I just, it's very, very cleverly done. Um, and like, I don't know, there's bits where like there was like a gap that I needed to get across. So you have to like take a picture of something that almost looks like a bridge and then place that so that you can then use it to move get it. Across, yeah. Um, Wish I could take pictures of stuff to duplicate them in real life. You wonder how folk come up with this shit, man. I know. I know. It does sound really unique, though. That's cool. It does. It's, def- it's different. Um, definitely brings something new. Um, it's currently got an 82 on Metacritic as well. Um, ah. A couple of reviews I pulled here as well. GameSpot, say, they gave it a 90. They said, despite an unsatisfying narrative, the bulk of you find a dispense over a variety of unique puzzles and it's here where it never falters. The numerous ways in which Viewfinder manages to stretch its core idea consistently kept me trance providing a deeply satisfying loop game informer gave it an 83 they said the entirety of viewfinder including completing its optional puzzles only takes a few hours but um its brevity is a strength the game has no unnecessary fat where you use familiar solutions to solve slight variations of puzzles you've already completed every level feels like it's trying a new idea based on the core concept making it a consistently novel experience throughout so yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I, I don't know. Like, see, obviously, it sounds like it's heavily a puzzle game. Mm. So, obviously, was it who was it the first one? Eurogamer? Uh, GameSpot. GameSpot. Not to have a go at them, but like, I don't know. W- was it going for an emotional story? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, probably not. Aye. <laughs> like, it's, if it's a puzzle game, they're like, aye, well, the story didn't last long. You're like, right, but it's a puzzle game. I bet you push Square gave it a seven. They fucking love giving out a seven. I, I just picked the top two. So, yeah. I put money on it. I put money that Push Square gave it a seven. It's not on VR yet, and I don't know if that's something that's possible uh, because I mm. think because it's that first person way and you've got a picture in your hand to place on the screen kind of thing, Like I think it would work quite well as a VR game as well. So I don't know if that's something that's in the pipeline, if it's how portable it is, but I would like to see that if, it, if it's a possibility. That would be cool. They need to port as much as they can to VR. Yeah. Um, speaking of VR, actually, there's VR Skater, which has been delayed. Um, it's now coming on August 4th on PSVR 2. Um, yeah, that's its second delay. It was supposed to come out on the same day last month. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's something busted with the trophies. And so that's why it's been delayed a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, seven. Seven out of ten. Did they? Every fucking time. <laughs> Every fucking time. Yeah. Well, that is above average, as we discussed last week. It is. Um, And the other kind of main big release this week is Pikmin 4. So this obviously follows the events of Pikmin 3. Captain Olimar returns to PNF 404, an Earth-like planet he has visited before with his old ship, the SS Dolphin. And there's a freak accident that causes his ship to crash land. Whereupon he's forced to recruit Pikmin once again to help him find the ship's missing parts. And this is obviously coming to the Nintendo Switch. Again, I have played the demo of this a you little bit. It. Yeah. Um I mean if you like Pikmin and you're into that kind of 
platformy yeah. game, then yeah. I had this down as a pretty bad week of releases, but it's not really. That Punch Club's potentially pretty good. Pikmin's a big release, and by all accounts, apart from Push Square, uh, <laughs> Viewfinder's pretty good as well, so that's not bad. Mm-hmm. And this is the Calm Before the Storm. Mm, indeed you. Um, so yeah, what what games have we been playing this week? I've not even turned my Xbox on in a week. Shocking, Andy. No. Absolutely shocking. That's, a, that's an absolute outrage. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been playing Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. Oh, do you know what? Every Sorry. time I put it on, I, d- I, I hear it in my head. I, I just can't know. Where did that come from? Because it was in my head too. Did you just know. did you just see it before? Like it's just definitely in something. Either that or he started this yeah. when I was playing Oxen Free One, uh, and maybe. it's stuck. But every time I put the game on, I fucking hear that. <laughs> right. Let's see. Let's see where the uh, let's see where the, the origin comes from. Right. So origin. The origin of the phrase is unknown. That's good. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing it says. <laughs> so it probably was you then. It was most definitely I was, like, I was halfway through reading it and I was like, oh, it says unknown. That's good. Mm. Yeah, pretty much doesn't know. Aye. So. Aye. Probably probably you then. I come mm-hmm. up with mm-hmm. Coined it. <laughs> uh, so far, it's really good. It's very, very, very similar to the first game and similar to After Party. Like it's heavy narrative focused, but I think the thing that makes it really good is it's not obviously on the level of like The Last of Us. It's a two D kind of side scrolling, well, essentially two D um, adventure. But it's the way that the conversations all sort of flow together, and like you're like taking part in the world while the story's evolving. And in that part, it reminds me like The Last of Us, like just how how fluid and how well done like all the narrative is. Um, I've only played about an hour so far, but I'm really enjoying it. I, I really like Night School Studios. The the previous two games I've made, I've been a big fan of, and this looks like another another good one. It's got high rating as well. So I'll be playing more of that over the next week. I have played a lot more of Dave the Diver. Speaking of things that you can't fucking stop saying. Every single time I go to this on, I start going, Dave the Diver, can he? I just can't can't do it. (laughs) It's Bob the Builder. It's just, it just is. And I can't stop. And it annoys me. (laughs) I can't stop. But it's a phenomenal game. Obviously, Punk's review's up just now. He gave it a 9 out of 10. Said it was one of his favourite games this year. It's just brilliant. It really is. There's such a... It reminds me a lot of Dredge, and not just because of the water, but it's because it's got that very same risk and reward. Okay. So twice a day you get to dive, and you go down, and you've got to try and catch fish. You've got... Because you've got... A, you own a restaurant, and you depending on what fish you catch, that's what you can put on for food that night. Mm-hmm. There's also lots of like side quests as well where someone will be like, oh, I need you to find this, or if you get this, I can upgrade this for you. And so when you go into the water, your oxygen levels go down. And so you've only got a certain amount of time that you can stay down there, although there is at certain bits, like places where you can find like extra oxygen and stuff like that, like an extra tank or whatever. Um, but it's just... 
it's just, just brilliant. It really is brilliant. It's so addictive. And like as good as the diving is, the the management of the restaurant is every bit as good. It's again, it's not see what we're talking about with Park Beyond mm-hmm. where it gets really into the weeds and you've got to really micromanage it. It takes that stuff out. It is just a case of setting the menu and then you're almost doing this sort of what was the game where the co-op game where you're delivering Overcooked. Stuff? Overcooked. It, it's got a little bit overcooked about it, except it's just yourself. You're having to run back and forth and deliver like the plates to people. You've got to do it in good time. Mm-hmm. Pouring drinks. Like It just... It nails everything. It really does. There's, not a, there's nothing bad about it. The art style is really cool. The diving is really cool. The exploration. Each time they... They sort of explain it where it's like a phenomenon where each time you go in, it's procedurally generated. So each time you dive into the water, it's different from what it was before. So it always feels fresh. The characters are really cool. The dialogue's funny. It's it's absolutely brilliant. It's As I said before, it's still only on PC. It's coming to Switch later this year. Yeah, and I think I'll a, probably wait for it to come on Switch because I think I, I would like it on that. Like, I think it's an ideal game for Switch mm-hmm. as long as you're not anal about uh, trophies and achievements which mm. I am so mm, I'm yeah. very excited about a console it does, proper, look, it does look nice a proper console release it, 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 honestly it's it's really everything about it I, I just can't recommend it high enough mm. like in some of the when you're exploring as well like you'll come across like maybe bigger monsters that you're like fuck I need upgrades before I can take this on mm. uh, you've got like restaurant critics coming to the restaurant and they're like oh well I want uh, the shark head special and the um the chef who is like a really kind of charismatic character himself he's like he's never nice to you he's always like very cutting pun intended um (laughs) and he's like don't you embarrass me don't you embarrass me we need to do this everything about it brilliant if you've got the means i would say jump on it now if you've got a steam deck perfect ideal for that um and if not maybe wait for the console release think we spoke about last week it sold over a million copies yeah, yeah. which is impressive mm-hmm. for just steam and it's a small a small studio that's made it mm-hmm. um more final fantasy it's interesting how much this is like dividing opinion in what way so before it came out the early reviews came out and it got i think it was like an 88 really high score but there was Still a couple of lower reviews, but since it's came out, it seems more divisive. Like, I mean, even like our Discord is like a microcosm of this. Like, Chris, who up until a month ago would have rather shat in his hands and clapped rather than play a Final Fantasy game. Now, granted, before 16, he did play 7 Remake and loved that, mm-hmm. so that did sort of break him in. But he, to him, Final Fantasy 16 game of the year. Absolutely loves it. Tam is halfway through his second playthrough. As soon as he finished it, started it again. Wow. Donnie loved it. I don't think as much as Tam and Chris, but he loved it. Uh, and then on the other side, you've got like Callum. He played the uh, he played the demo. Absolutely loved the demo. First ever pre-order. <laughs> got it day one. Playing through it, and he's about I think I think he said about sixty percent. 
and he's fucking hating it. <laughs> he's fucking hating it. Baz is fuming mm. about the game. He's just like, I can't believe how shit this is. But he's they're wanting to finish it because they've came this far. Yeah. And like as I said, that's just like a microcosm of it. Like mm. online, I'm seeing the same sort of thing. Like some folk are like, I can't believe folk like this. What the fucking story's a load of shite. Mm. Other folk are like, game of the year, unbelievable. And it's just, it's so interesting to see such, I mean, you always get these opinions, yeah. but I don't know, just such polar opposites, I think. Yeah. And at the moment, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I'd, I'd, if I was to score it now, halfway through, I'd give it an eight. Although I've heard, I've, I've heard the sort of last third can be a bit of a slog, so maybe that'll go down. Mm. And uh, the last thing was the new walkabout mini golf course, which is called Laser Lair, and it's fucking cool. It's just, so the... Um, the gimmick behind this one is in each hole there is laser beams and you have to avoid them or it just cuts your ball in two and then you have to take it from where you where you took your last shot and so it's, it's quite a challenging course uh, the last one the journey to the centre of the earth was actually one of the easier courses and this one certainly ups the difficulty so really yeah. good yeah if you've not if you're not aware of my uh, walk about mini golf craig did, a fucking idiot well yeah craig did play the develop one of the developers and um, beat him and beat him so there is a let's play on youtube beat, should you wish to, wish to go oh, watch that. he developed the game and i beat him mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't brag about it once to his face <laughs> see, as soon as i hung up that call oh, oh, oh that's text everybody fought for school though no. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a reunion how are we going to find out? Goodness me. I only took out an ad in the paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mentioned I've played a little bit of Pikmin, a little bit of Viewfinder. Obviously, I played played, ugh, played Tears of the Kingdom as well, still trudging through that. Had a little accident, sort of. So, as I mentioned... Do you need one of those incontinence nappies? No, I don't. Um, it's summer school holidays and been trying to keep our children occupied. Um, our daughter, who's six, um, previously has played Dream- Disney Dreamlight Valley. And I was like, oh, maybe she'd like that because her reading ability is a bit better now. And obviously she's very much Disney princesses and all that kind of stuff. So I put that on. Let's just put the cards on the table here. You're looking for a way to occupy her and make her leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> For a short period of time, yes. Okay. Um, but w- what has happened is I put it on for her and then I realised there was content that I've not unlocked yet. There's a lot to do. I'm not happy with my, my valley. And mm. I've, I don't, I mean, I could probably check. We're not going to right now, but I've played a lot of it again. I mean, previously... I'll check. I'd... You've been hammering it over the last week. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. Um. But good news on the Disney Dream Valley front, they are adding a new Dream Snaps update this week, which is the first sort of like multiplayer options that they've offered. Um, It's effectively like a weekly community mode where you need to take photos based on a specific theme and you can like rank pictures taken by other players and I think you earn like in-game currency for participating and then obviously if you win, then you'll get extra prizes. And also coming is... Somebody from Wreck It Ralph. I've never actually seen that movie. No, neither have I. Um, so yeah, there's a character from that on their way too. But I don't I've, have either. I've not even got Stitch yet, so I need to do that. You're at 190 hours. Okay. This week? No. Overall. Overall? Yep. I thought I'd done more than that. Seven days, 23 hours and eight minutes. Okay. 
It's a long time. <laughs> like, you seem a bit deflated over there. <laughs> like, not many people put 190 hours a day. <laughs> Disappointing. There's, there's mother 110 hours. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Podcast over. <laughs> so we're playing it in the background. <laughs> um, I mean, look, it's it's clearly doing its job as a games as a service, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The fucking thing's not out early access yet. I know, and I've I came, I've had quite a few glitches since I've been playing it as well, which is a bit annoying. Maybe but it shouldn't be early access then. Yeah. Um, but so I wonder how long they're going to keep that going though, because that's, still, that's over I, a year. I keep checking, and there's still no like because there's so much extra content coming. Like you don't want to like upgrade it from early access to oh now it's the full game, and then go ah oh, but we've added everything. Mm. But, but there's, there's plenty of stuff in there's there. definitely lots of characters so Belle was she's featured on the main image and she's not even in the game yet and Erin actually right. pointed out there's no Disney princesses yet mum and I'm like I mean there's Elsa and Anna but um, the that, kind of classics you know Snow White Cinderella Belle like none of them are there yet yeah when you mentioned that earlier in the week I was like that's weird as fuck to have somebody on the front cover and she, a year after the game launched she's still not in it yeah, yeah. so I assume they're probably holding those characters back as a sort of bigger draw in for the game's release but yeah she'll cost some V-Bucks is that not the currency it? no it's not V-Bucks no. it's Scrooge's money of course it is <laughs> fuck's sake okay so um with 2023 already being an incredible year for games and so much left in the tank, we posted the question, oh sorry, we posed the question, what's everyone's most anticipated game for the rest of 2023? Um, so a few answers here from some of the listeners. Michael said House Slipper 2. Is that a serious comment? Genuinely, that's what he's looking forward to? Or House Slippers. Flipper. House sorry. Slippers. Sorry. <laughs> That would be a cracking game. Mm-hmm. Just chasing them about <laughs> the house. Do you think it would be about? It'd be a, it'd be a, one of those like uh, find games where you've got it because you only find one slipper and no. then you'd have to go about trying to find the second slipper. I think it would Pears. be a game that it's basically like you would lose energy or life if you stepped on the cold floor and you've got to find your slippers quickly before. <laughs> so it's the opposite. The opposite of the floor is lava. Aye, so like your, your life depletes and you're like, oh, this is freezing, freezing, freezing. Then you get your find your slippers. Like it is a kind of find game, like you got to find your slippers. I mean, there's definitely a... <laughs> should we just cut this bit? Because I don't want somebody stealing this idea. I'm, con- <laughs> I'm concerned that somebody might steal this idea if we put this out. House slippers. <laughs> there we go, got the theme tune already. He just bangs these out, doesn't he? I know, yeah. Anyway, uh, Donnie's most looking forward to Spider-Man 2. Ali says Call of Duty 2023. Gilbert said Starfield. Punk has said Starfield also slash Super Mario RPG. Dave, Legend Bowl. Couchy, Alan Wake 2. Um, So yeah, the three most common answers were Starfield, Spider-Man 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, we got got like a lot of... I, I, obviously I couldn't do like a poll on social media because you can only do a maximum of four uh, yeah. options on Twitter and threads is so threadbare that you can't do polls at all so we just had to get people to respond and that's a lot of work gathering that up mm-hmm. so yeah but Starfield and Spider-Man 
were definitely, I think, probably the two most. And then I was surprised Baldur's Gate 3 got as many. I know it is a popular game, but mm-hmm. I don't care about it, so I don't feel that like other people should. <laughs> <laughs> but it has had a massive spike after... Did we cover this last week? No. Yeah, we spoke about it last week. Did we? About the massive spike because you can shag a bear or something. Oh, I don't, maybe I've just seen fuck? it on social media. So it, came, but yeah. it came out. Apparently, it's, this game's been in early access and PC for like a year or two, and it's coming out fully at the beginning of August. And it was revealed that uh, you can have like relations with a bear. Bestiality. So it's good to know that like Nathan's going to be learning fucking money management, but he's also <laughs> going to be learning about bestiality. Yep. The fucking polar opposites, here we go, like, yes, it's such a good thing that they can learn stuff and they will get this. Well, I mean, you never know, maybe the bear will set rates. Oh, fuck's sake, man. But after this was revealed, uh, pre-order numbers skyrocketed. Oh, did they? Aye. Wow. Everybody's up for pumping the bear. What the fuck, by As the opposed way. to poking the bear. Oh, um, my top three would be Mirage's number one. Really excited for mm-hmm. that. Uh, closely followed by cyberpunk phantom liberty i know it's not a full release but it's pretty much a standalone story and it's going to be a manageable length all over that and third either alan wake 2 or liza p i really like that liza p the like the demo is amazing i'm just worried that it's going to be too hard because the demo is fucking solid (laughs) but i really liked it and i want to play more of it for some reason, and I don't know why, oh, I don't know why, it's because I don't really like superheroes, but I'm not, I just, I'm not excited at all just now about Spider-Man 2. Like, I loved the first game, and I loved the Miles Morales game, and I know I will love this one. See, when I actually sit down and I play yeah, it, I'll be like, because it's so well done, and the gameplay's fucking excellent. But, like, at the moment, I'm like, if that get delayed a year, I could not give a fuck. I just, I can't get excited about it. And I was excited for the last two, but I just, I don't know what it is. I think there's just other games I'm looking forward to more. Yeah. And I know Nathan will be so excited to play it at launch that I probably won't play it so that he can. So I, I don't know. I just, I'm not that, that jazzed for it. I. I think Starfield for me. Yeah, that, I think that, that's one you could lose a lot of time mm-hmm. in. Like Bethesda games just fucking... Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's as good home. as I, I think it's going to be. And uh, I would say Alan Wake as well because I really liked the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second mm-hmm. one's supposed to have some sort of like almost like detective aspect as well. Yeah, they're calling it. They're, they're saying it's mm-hmm. a lot like was it True Detective vibes that we're getting from it and stuff like that. Yeah. Looks cool as fuck. Yeah, I'm. I know that. I don't know. I'm not going to play it, but I'm going to watch you play it, or we'll sort of play it together in the same room. Um, so I'll I, hold you tight, John. Yeah, chest. I'm looking forward to that, but not to actually play it myself, probably. <laughs> I'm available to hold you as well, Andy, if no. you want. I'll pass. Um, I'm quite looking forward. Well, not looking forward. I'm just intrigued about with the new EA Sports. Yeah. It's going to be like, to be honest with you. Yeah, we've got some info on that later. I'm I'm, I'm the same as you. Every yeah. year I go into it with hope. Yes. Like, every time, there's a, new, it, every time there's a new football game comes out, you've got that optimism, don't you? Yes. I know, because this is the only year, I've said it before, this is the only year where I've really not played FIFA. Yeah. It's been a waste of money this year, honestly. Hopefully um, that means that you're more ready for it next year. Know, Do you know what I mean? Hopefully. You've had a year off and you're, like, fresh. Yeah. Yeah, good point. I, I'm just hoping to do... Because, like, there's rumours of an online career mode. Mm. Which would sound cool. 
but yeah. Fern knows what it's going to be like. No. Mm. And yeah, what else for you, Jess? I, I can't. I feel like what I'm, what springs to mind is what what I'm most looking forward to is City Skylines too. That's up there for me because I know I'm gonna time sink that one yeah. like. I mean, I've just spoke about this in Dreamlight Valley. I'm still working my way through Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to... It's going to be one of those games that I'm just going to... Get lost in. Yeah. Or I hope so anyway. That's how it played out for the first one for mm-hmm. me. So, um... Yeah, nothing wrong with that. It looked fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm almost scared of putting it on just because I'm like... <laughs> you end up in a rabbit hole, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can look forward to those things when they do indeed release, if they release this year. Um, They fucking better. Yeah. Okay, let's take a look at the top stories in this week's news. News, news, always believe in the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. Always Okay, so first up, remember last year when we joked about The Last of Us Part Part 2 getting a remaster? Well, that aged well. Uh, composer Gustavo Santolala? How do I say his name? I would go Santiolala. Sant- <laughs> Santa Olala. I just call him Santa, that's good. Santa Olala. Big, sa- big Santa. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, he recently did an interview in Spanish. Where he said, quote, in the new editions, you can make me play certain themes and, well, I can't say anything else. Um, This certainly suggests that he is under NDA over a new version of the game with added content. Do we have any interest in a Last of Us Part 2 remaster? And is there a limit on what Sony will remaster? Yeah, no, I have no interest, I'm afraid. I really don't. Ah, it's... I can always imagined because this game came out on playstation 4 i always imagined they would bring out like a native ps5 version Mm. that would maybe have slightly better graphics or something like that but i didn't expect that they would go so far as to put new content in it i thought it would just be like a sort of almost a port to ps you can play it on ps5 anyway but just Mm -hmm. like i don't know something i don't know essentially just an upgrade Mm -hmm. but this suggests that there's new content now if it's just you can make this lad play certain songs then maybe it is not much more than what we think but if this is a full-blown remaster or something folk are gonna eventually start to get pissed off with this the game came out what f- four years ago three years ago mm-hmm. 2020 june july it got delayed slightly didn't it july 2020 yeah Fucking hell, you can't remaster the game after three years. I know. I mean, no. I've only played it once, and no, don't get me wrong, like, I don't know, with the TV show and everything like that, like, it, I don't know, it does pull you into the world, and I'm like, I would be up for playing it again, but am I going to pay money to pay a different version that, how much better is it going to be? Like, Aye, that's the thing. That that was sort of like, with The Last of Us, when they brought out The Last of Us remake, I was like, the next time I want to play The Last of Us, I'm going to play that, mm-hmm. but... I played a very good version of The Last of Us very recently, and so I'm not playing this now. Yeah. And I would sort of be the same with this. Like, you couldn't charge full price for it, surely. It would need to be some sort of upgrade path or something. Mm. 
But aye, you never know. I mean, why can't can't Sony own Dino Crisis? <laughs> I would play that fucking right you might as well do stuff like that like stuff like just something new or or Infamous you're right oh wait they do on Infamous they just won't fucking do anything (laughs) with it see that's a game that you would think people would love to play just like the vibe of it fucking action heroes never know the time and the two, the, like the two best Infamous games are stuck on PS3 and you can't play them on modern consoles. Yeah. Like, remaster weird. that. I know it's a different studio, obviously, but, like, if Sony are flexing their let's make some extra money on stuff that already exists, cock muscle, then yeah. do that. Do fucking resistance. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Xbox Live Gold has been living Gold. on... Has been living on borrowed time for a while now but on monday microsoft finally announced that it was taking it out the back and shooting it uh, mm. the mainstay service is being replaced on september 14th with xbox game pass core which will be available for 6.99 or 9.99 dollars per month or 49.99 pounds or 59.99 dollars per year Xbox Game Pass Core will come with online multiplayer access, exclusive member deals and access to a selection of Xbox Game Pass games at launch with more to be added around two to three times per year. What's your thoughts on this? So yeah, it's easy to get confused by this. They've said a lot, but essentially, so they're getting rid of Xbox Live Gold what that very few people have just Xbox Live Gold obviously before Game Pass was a thing you had that so that you could play online mm-hmm. yeah now up up until recently what it is that is the sort of base Gold was the sort of base service where you could play online and you would also get two games with Gold every month like which were games you could add to your library and keep forever mm-hmm. uh, but they were always really really shit games outside of like an an odd aberration. They were like really, really crap games. And so for ages folk have been like, you need to fucking just kill this. Like it's it doesn't have a use anymore now that Game Pass is around. Mm-hmm. And so essentially what they've done is it's the same service, but instead of giving you two free games a month, you're gonna have a selection of like twenty to twenty five games that you will have access to all the time if you're on this level. And so they've announced the games just now, and they're decent enough games. It's stuff like Fallout 4, Doom Eternal, Dishonored 2, Among Us. And then there's like Halo 5s there, um, Gears 5, which is good, obviously. And then like you've got like Forza Horizon 4 instead of 5, so they're giving you older versions of games rather than the newer mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But essentially what they're doing is they're going, we do have this thing here at six ninety nine, but if you're going to be paying that, then why the fuck would you do that when for three pound extra we've got this much better service, mm-hmm. Game Pass, and so I think it's almost to to go look. You could pay this, but if you're paying this, you might as well pay this, which is clever marketing. To be fair, I can't see many people just been on this rung of the ladder. Yeah. Okay, last year, GTA 6 leaks started popping up all over the gaff. It was an exciting time, you might say. Um, There was a lone wolf giving us the info that Rockstar wouldn't, despite numerous pleas of Achamon. Well, it turns out that crimes do have consequences. 
Who'd have thought? Yeah, so the accused perpetrator of the crime, 18-year-old Arian Cartage, has been deemed unfit to stand trial following an assessment by psychiatrists. As a result, it's been reported that a jury will now determine whether he committed the acts as opposed to delivering a more traditional guilty or not guilty verdict. Mm. I've got a really hard time believing that a guy that's capable of hacking Rockstar and releasing hundreds of GTA videos for an unannounced project is unfit to stand trial. <laughs> Maybe he's autistic or something. Oh, I think he is. That was the thing that he's autistic, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like, I think given his age, he's potentially getting a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I know, but I mean, he still faces 12 charges, three counts of blackmail, two counts of fraud, and six charges under the Computer Misuse Act. Fuck's sake, you can get like five years for fraud alone. And he's got how many charges of fraud? Twelve. Two. Fucking hell. And then there's another guy who's unnamed because he's 17. Um, he's like an accomplice. He faces two counts of blackmail, two counts of fraud, and then three charges under the Computer Misuse Act. Oof. Is he fit to stand trial? Well, was he maybe the puppet master? I don't know. <laughs> maybe the 18-year-old wasn't fit, <laughs> but the 17-year-old... I'm doing the I'm doing the puppet motions. Mm-hmm. He's pulling his strings. He's pulling the strings. Maybe. See, to be fair, obviously he's probably going to go down for this. In some, I think he'll get minimal jail time mm-hmm. because of his age. But fair fucks to him because see, without that, we would still be sitting here going, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> At least now we unofficially know pretty much what's going on with GTA 6. We've seen the main protagonist. We've seen some of the world, albeit not fully detailed. Mm. We know that based on the leaks and stuff like that, we know we've got a rough window of how far ahead they are. It's looking like a 2025 release, possibly late 2024, but I would bank on 2025. Like, we know a lot more because of this guy. And so he's taking one for the team, (laughs) but I'm all for it. You're all for him going to jail. Well, that's good to know, Craig. No skin off my shell. <laughs> Craig, one for you. Have you ever got into a scrap in Assassin's Creed and thought to yourself, there isn't enough at stake here? Yep. Yeah. Well, how about a haptic vest that will let you feel the impact? All Ma- over it. Manufacturer OWO is bringing an AC Mirage themed vest to console and PC. Apparently you'll be able to experience impacts and parkour while the suit is capable of replicating a wide array of sensations including quote severe abdominal wounds and some exclusive sensations never felt before. I love oh, I the sex scenes. <laughs> I fucking love that quote. Strap that's flashlight onto you. <laughs> um, the absolute audacity to put some exclusive <laughs> sensations never felt before. Imagine you just walked down and you're like you're naked, but you're just strapped to this suit, like fucking, it's like a uh, a bulletproof vest. This fucking cylinder thing strapped to your cock. It's fucking going mental because you've got a sex scene on the telly. What do you mean? Imagine it. <laughs> Head round in October. How much do you think that would set you back? It's apparently going to cost about five hundred quid. Yeah. Was that? Ooh, okay. But he's not getting one. Cause we're buying two. If you want, well, you're playing it. I can just like punch you every so often. I'd love that, same aye. effect, same idea. Isn't it? I really am. I'm very intrigued by it. Like there is, there's been haptic vests, obviously going about for a while, but to my knowledge, this is the first one that works on console. Mm-hmm. The rest of them have all been PC. Mm. Like I'm, it's I'm a cool idea. I I'm intrigued as to how severe these abdominal wounds are. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I don't know. I just, I would love to try it. It would be very, very cool. It'll be like that. You know those things you get to make your abs better? Aye. <laughs> electric like shocks. It'll be like, oh, fuck. Like, you get stabbed and it'll just, like, constantly go, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Until you until you put a wee bandage on and you're like, oh, fuck, fuck. Oh, fuck. That was agony. Yeah. Something that also I didn't know about, I'm probably like in the minority here, but we have um, cinema vouchers that we need to use. And unfortunately, Mission Impossible is not on when we want to see it. But our, your cousin was telling me about Cineworld have a 4DX experience. 4DX Extreme, I think it's called, where there's motion, wind, and water and stuff like that at what? the cinema. Really? Yeah. The one in Glasgow? Ah. Uh-huh. And I was like, maybe we should go to see Mission Impossible in that. You too can be Tom Cruise. Well, <laughs> and kill innocent people. Yeah, Ford, 4DX, it's called. Okay. I've heard of 4DX. I didn't realise they had it in Glasgow. That sounds cool. Yeah. I've got for that. Yeah. It sounds like the, I don't know why, but I just remembered the, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids ride, because that's like that, it's like a 3D hanging in, but it's also got like, in the seat in front of you, like rain will come up, like yeah. it'll spit uh, water at you to simulate if you're, like, what's happening on, and the seats move and all that kind of shit, and you've got 3D glasses on, it's like all encompassing, like mm-hmm. we even, just remember that in Florida, just, uh, it sounds like that. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. I've got to that. Well, I mean, how much tickets are though? About thirty pound a ticket. Said it was like sixteen if you're not a Cineworld member or whatever. That's not bad. Yeah, that's all right. All I'll say is, at the moment, I'm not closing the door on this Assassin's Creed vest. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Limited Run Games, the unpopular American video game distributor, recently in the headlines for sacking staff without just cause, has popped their head up with some more positive news. In a recent showcase, they announced ports of some classic games to modern consoles, including the Gex Trilogy, Tomba, Clock Tower, and the old Jurassic Park games from the NES, SNES, and Game Boy. I feel like I quite enjoyed Gex back in the day, but it's probably pish. Do you know what I mean? It was like one of these like PlayStation One platformers that like when 3D was novel. Still, was it like a lizard point. or something? Aye, I mean, don't we know? It was a wee bit. I think it was maybe a wee bit later in the PS One generation, but it was still sort of like I don't know. It was in the infancy of 3D platformers, and I feel mm. like at the time it was like, oh, this is cool, but in hindsight, it's probably not that great. I think you know, it's not that great. Aye. <laughs> Tomba, don't really remember that well. Clock Tower never actually came out over here. It's a Japanese horror game. game. I, and but I'm slightly intrigued by the Jurassic Park games because well, there was a there was a Jurassic Park game on the NES that I played so much, and I would be quite nostalgic about that. Oh dear, I do enjoy dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. We've heard. Mm-hmm. You might not know that about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your favourite dinosaur? The Raptor. Mm-hmm. The classics. The Raptor and the T-Rex. You like the T-Rex? My Jurassic Park man through and through. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hate Jurassic Park 3 when that stupid made-up thing comes in and kills the T-Rex. Upsets me a lot. Spoilers. Oh, I the... Indominus yeah. Rex. Look, simmer down. That's the new ones. Oh. This was a do you think you saw it? 
<laughs> I can't remember what this one was called. I think actually it wasn't a made-up dinosaur, but the T-Rex is the alpha. It should have won. Dick. Wasn't happy about it. Okay. We mentioned... Er- Not that better. We mentioned it earlier, but EA Sports FC 24 was formally announced last week. The reveal was headlined by Erling Haaland in his pyjamas, it seems, who, when asked for the comment on the reveal, said that... It's not too bad. It's not bad. I think that's what he said. Yeah. So they showed they brought the co- the cover up with him on it, and they're like, "What do you think?" And he was like, "It's not bad." <laughs> like you're dripping with charisma, mate. Well done. Is he getting paid for that? Oh, oh big I, time! Oh, aye, he could uh, he could have shown a bit more excitement. You want to see his pajamas as well? <sighs> what a dick, man! He doesn't even care. He's probably making more money than we've ever seen our lives for that. Green silk. He came out in oh, for fuck's head sake. to toe and dreadlocks. Green? Dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. He's got fucking dreadlocks now. Look him up. Look no, it up. he's not got dreadlocks. Ellen Haaland's not got dreads. Yeah, fucking kidding. When did he get this? Type in Haaland EA Sports reveal. Oh my god, he's like a. He looks like a fucking Viking. That's what he's going for, isn't it? Is that not braids? That's braids, Jess, isn't it? Oh, is it braids? I never saw it close up. Yeah. That's braids. Yeah. That's not dreadlocks. I never saw it close up. Dreadlocks is like fucking Bob Marley. Well, it's like, yeah, that he's got. That's braids, isn't it? Cor- cornrows, is that not uh, what you call it? Aye, right. Can you see his green pyjamas? No, I don't see that. I don't like to see him in his pyjamas. <laughs> Holy fuck. He was wearing the trousers to match. Fucking Hugh Hefner. Jesus Christ. So that's what we're up against. Continue, Jess. Yeah, sorry. So two of the big additions include female stars available in Ultimate Team, allowing for a mixed gender team as well. Yeah. So obviously it's the next iteration of Hypermotion as well. Hypermotion 5. The return of Hypermotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to use vol- volumetric data from over 180 professional footballers and apparently there's going to be 1,200 different run styles so there's one to match everyone even your sort of odd backwards run I don't really know what to say to that this is the kind of stuff they spend their time on yeah, so they were on stage. They were referring to it as FC. So before, obviously, they would have called. They'd be like, "Oh, so in the next FIFA." Mm-hmm. So they were saying, like, "Oh, in the next FC." So, that's so it looks like that's going to be the sort of abbreviation term right. now that will right. stick. Um, FC, you're going to be able to hire your own backroom staff. That's kind of clever, mode. no way, because it's like still just with the do, do, like two syllables. Needs to be needs to be something small. Yeah. So yeah, you can hire your own backroom staff in career mode now. Right. Which could add some quite cool stuff. Um, they're adding cross-gen... No, sorry, same-gen cross-play for pro clubs, Volta and Ultimate Team Core. They still get fucking Volta in there. Jesus Christ. It will not die. Oh, it was good when it was its own game, but it's useless as a mode. Useless. I've never played it. It's well, not, I tried it so it was pish. It's not very good. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how... I mean, obviously, this Ultimate Team thing, it's not going to affect us. Like, we're not going to play it. Mm. Never play Ultimate Team. I wouldn't touch no. it. But I just, 
I don't know if they have explained just how really it's going to work because you, what you do have every year, you have when people build their team, they build a certain style. So usually they'll have very tall defenders so they can deal with balls into the box. They'll have really fast wing backs. They'll have really, because in FIFA, pace is almost everything. Mm-hmm. They'll have really fast wingers. They'll have a fast but powerful centre forward. And so, is this going to mean, unless they find a way to balance it, which maybe they will, I don't, like, I think it's cool bringing, like, the female players into Ultimate Team, but it might have been a better idea to have them separated because, like, I don't know, like, the be- you could have the best female centre-back in the world, but if she's up against Haaland, he's a foot taller than her. Yeah. And how's that supposed to work? Like... Mm. So you know I mean, like, I mean, by all means, I think you'll have, I think you'll have people with teams, and they'll have like, maybe a female in attacking midfield and on the wing because they'll be fucking lightning and they'll be really good. So you will have people mixing and matching, but I think there will be certain positions, like maybe like, where they'll just be like, I'm not doing that, and I just I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna balance. Think, it. I don't think the game will reflect real life in that way. It never. It'll just go it. by it's sports. It never reflects real life. It'll just go by their stats, yeah. surely. They're, uh, you know. But you would yeah. have to have a player jumping the height of themselves, which would look utterly ridiculous. Even for FIFA, that would be a ridiculous it's animation. Gonna, no, it's not going to be any different because you've got like fucking like big tall defenders, but then you've got wee Messi jumping up for headers. It's just going to be the same thing. But what happens if you have if your team has two female centre backs and the other team has Haaland up front? Every time you've got a corner, it's a goal. Well, there's, defend- there's small defenders as well. Haaland's bigger than just about everybody anyway. So it's but really- not that much bigger. You don't have defenders that are 5'2". I don't think it's going to be as much an issue in the game because they wouldn't make... Imagine the fucking uproar they would create if they made the women not as strong as the men in the game. No, I think they will, but I just don't know. I mean, I think stats-wise they will. I just wonder how they're going to do... Like, the visuals of it. The is jumping. That, yeah. Aye, like, if because you, you're going to have to make it so that they can compete in the air. And how are you going to do that? Are you going to make them jump twice the height? Or there was an mm. interesting thing. So seeing the initial review, and I was saying to you, Jess, I can't remember who it was, but... This all sounds very sexist, Jess, to be honest with you. Mm. Very sexist. It's just... <laughs> life. <laughs> but I think what you're going to... What you're going to get is, so in the official review... There was, I can't remember who the striker was, but there was a striker that's like six foot three. And it was what, you know, how when they do their initial reveal, they have like, it's all like a CGI trailer. Yeah. And so it was like, I think it was going through like the backstage of some football stadium. And you had like, you had in game versions of the players and they were chatting to each other. I've seen it. I've seen the. You've seen the, that? Yeah. And so there was some striker, I can't remember who he was, but like I said, he was six foot three. And then you had Lorenzo Insigne that used to play for Napoli. And they were standing talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And someone freeze-framed it and pointed out that they were the exact same size when they were talking to each other. And it kind of got a bit of traction because the player, the the striker, had like quote-tweeted EA, been like, you've done me dirty here. Because he's like Mm -hmm. literally a foot taller. Like Insigne is five foot four. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what the fuck's this? Why are we the exact same size? And I wonder if for Ultimate Team they could maybe, like, regulate everyone's size and then it would all just go by stats. You mm. could do that. I don't know if they will. I'm, I'm just based no, no. off this, but... No, no, do that. It yeah. seems strange that in a trailer they had something so far off like that. Mm. But I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah. Hopefully the gameplay's good. That's all I care about. They can um, do whatever the fuck they want with Ultimate Team. I just want the gameplay to be good. Offense, I'm, the, I'm not playing as a woman. Well, offence taken. <laughs> Shite. Do you know what they should be? They should be putting a women's career mode in. Mm. Like, why is that not available? Because there's no money in it. Probably, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> You're right, aye. That's exactly why it's not there. They can monetize Ultimate Team. They can't monetize this. Mm. Mm. Okay, Call of Duty time. So in a change for the series, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which is set to be released this year, will continue the story from the previous game rather than start fresh. So you may remember that about a year ago, the rumour mill was suggesting that Activision were planning to patch a 2023 release altogether. Um, As such, single player content was originally planned as an expansion to Modern Warfare 2, but we can only assume someone realised that that would result in a huge financial hit and said, go no. Go no do that. Just go no. Yeah. Aye, so that was the rumour for ages. They weren't going to release... It was going to be the first time in 17 years, I think, that they weren't going to release a new Call of Duty. But... Not only would it cost them a lot of money, it would also leave a gap for someone else to try and take a take mm. a swing. Mm, good point. Um, so they've made this into a full game. They like, don't want to lose any footing in the market, don't they? No? Aye. So on, on one hand, I'm like, I think it's cool that they're going to continue the story because Call of Duty campaigns are only four or five hours. Yeah, yeah. I so, enjoyed the last one. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, if they can, because they're full on, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they can continue that on from the last one, then where does you might go? Oh, I'll skip this one. If it's a continuation on from the story that you loved last year, you'd mm-hmm. be like, fucking right, I'm yeah. in. So that's cool. Yeah. But the downside is that... They're going to charge us. <laughs> well, we pretty much know that this was originally planned to be like an expansion, mm-hmm. which would have definitely only cost 20 or £30. Pound. And so now you're looking at it and going, are they taking this 20 to £30 pound expansion, attaching the same multiplayer on it from last year, putting a bow on it and trying to charge me £70 pound now mm-hmm. instead of 30 and the answer is probably yeah. Yeah. It was it, it was potentially a late call to be like, nah, let's just skin them the full the full amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, just to know the bitter battle over Call of Duty on PlayStation is pretty much over. Sony has signed an agreement with Microsoft to keep Call of Duty available on PlayStation for ten years. Microsoft's Phil Spencer announced it via Twitter a couple of days ago. And it was followed by commentary from Microsoft's um, president, Brad Smith, who stated that the company is, quote, focused on ensuring that Call of Duty remains available on more platforms and for more consumers than ever before. Um, I'm not sure the latest on the whole deal situation. As I understand, the UK Competition Markets Authority um Microsoft and Activision Blizzard have formally been granted additional time to resolve their dispute over the merger. So I think they've got to like 29th of August. So don't know. <laughs> yes. Please, no, please, not don't talk about that again. Please. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we can stop talking about it. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Just a couple of quick dunts, as Craig's referred to them as. Yeah, so these are these are new quick fire news items that we're gonna do. Do I have to say them fast? You don't have to say them fast, right. but I'll I'll just give you like a one line response to them because okay. that way we get through them faster. There's lots of news, but we don't have to talk about it a lot. So I'll just 
And Andy, you jump in if you're getting sued. Mm-hmm. Okay. After saying that they wouldn't, now maybe they will. Final Fantasy... Sixteen. Sixteen. You're not a wrestling fan, clearly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know your Roman numerals. Right, it we'll just get... takes me a bit of time. I do Look, know them. It's okay. We'll get WrestleMania nine on later. We'll have a great time. <laughs> the best one. Oh, Final Fantasy. Sixteen producer Naoki Yoshinda. Apologies if I got that wrong. Now says DLC options are being discussed. Fuck's sake! This was meant to be the last one. Yeah. The final one. <laughs> A remake of Need for Speed Most Wanted looks to have been publicly outed ahead of an official announcement. Simone Bailey, who plays Sergeant Cross's partner in the original title, said Need for Speed Most Wanted remake is being released in 2024. Like and comment if you want to see Cross, Dean McKenzie and his partner, Simone Bailey, hunt down the most wanted. As far as leaks go, he has made a spectacular cunt of that. Yeah. A game that's not announced and he's put up a tweet asking you to like and subscribe if you fucking want him to be back in the remake. (laughs) Brilliant. What a dick. Hellboy Web of Wired got a gameplay trailer last week showing a striking comic book art style. The game is a roguelike action adventure brawler. This looks really cool. Love Hellboy. I would recommend checking the trailer. It's it's like a double A game, but the art style looks really cool. It's like a kind of comic book art style. Looks really cool. Really like that character. Yeah, I would definitely check a trailer for this, Andy. It looks great. Uh, the Last of Us HBO show has been nominated for 24 Emmy Awards. Also, Ooh. Craig Mazin confirmed that the bulk of the writing was done pre-strike and hopes that the second season can still hit its projected 2025 window. That's a hell of a good amount mm. of nominations. Yep. Like uh, there's a lot of technical ones, I imagine. No. Yeah, well, they've got they've got strong competition, so I don't know how many of them they're going to win. But to be nominated for twenty four is incredible, and they yeah. will win a few. You know, Pedro's getting one. Mm. Um, Major Nielsen is leaving Xbox after twenty years. He said in part, "Quote." After 20 incredible years, I have decided to take a step back and work on the next chapter of my career. As I take a moment and think about all we have done together, I want to thank the millions of gamers around the world who have included me as part of their lives. I wonder if it was an honourable discharge. Oh, see what you did there. Turn hot! How did you miss that, Jess? You didn't get in there quick enough. I know, I didn't. That's why I raced in. I knew it was a was, was a race against time. A three-hour trial for the bonkers-looking Ed Zero Zombie Uprising is live on P. Or sorry, is live for PS Plus. Is live for PS Plus Premium, described as a roguelike action game where traditional Japanese characters destroy hordes of zombies. By traditional Japanese characters, you can go a samurai, a sumo wrestler, or a ninja. And you fight zombies. Wow, that's not stereotypical at all. I know. It sounds so mental, I might need to check it out if there's a free trial. It just sounds fucking ridiculous. And lastly, it was announced Payday 3 requires a constant internet connection, which led to internet outrage. To quell this anger, they showed off a stealth trailer. What a treat for me, to be fair. (laughs) I I hate stuff, but always online, because you can play the game solo. Mm And I was like, motherfuckers with a fucking constant internet connection. Oh, fucking then, online, online. Oh, he's crouching. <laughs> that was pretty much it. <laughs> then they released this stealth trailer. And like, my, my thing was, I only played Payday 1. 
But my thing, my thing with it was, you could sneak in, and then when you opened the safe, no matter what, the fucking alarm went off. And then you had to, like, fight your way out through hordes of fucking enemies. I thought it seemed like a cool idea. Yeah. But with this one, you can, if you plan it right, you can sneak in and sneak out undetected. Yeah, that's what you want. And I'm like, yes, I will yeah. try this out now. And it's game pass day one. Will oh, you be able okay. to pause it while you're playing, Craig? You that's, fucking better be. That's always that's, an issue with online games, isn't I know, it? I know, I know. Because you have to stop, start. Surely, fuck, you know I mean? Like, you're, I mean, you know what it's like? You don't know what it's like, Andy, but we've got kids, right? You and have to start and they cannot it. leave me alone for 10 minutes. I'll be, <laughs> I'll have planned the perfect heist. I'll be halfway through getting into the safe and it, Dad, can I get a drink? And I can't pause the fucker. Ah, oh, you're done. <sighs> You've only got so much time to do the safe and you're like, <gasps> Aye. Get your own fucking lolly. Aye. The, the <laughs> but maybe that's just representative of like a real life heist. Like will, interruptions will happen. Yes. Well, that's the thing. It will, it will yeah. teach me how to resolve stuff under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> See, games are great. Exactly, everybody's <laughs> learning. That's true. Life skills. Okay, um, but did we learn anything from our movie review this week? Let's move America, on to that. Fuck yeah! America. we like to pick a movie to watch we talk about it we rate and review it and this week's choice was team america world police from 2004 so if you haven't seen this popular broadway actor gary johnston is recruited by the elite counter-terrorism organization team america world police as the world begins to crumble around him he must battle with terrorist celebrities and falling in love Oh dear. Yeah, so we've decided to ramp, revamp the film section a little, um, giving it a bit more structure. So, first up, one for you, because I haven't seen it before. Does the film hold up to what you remember? Yeah. Yeah, it does for me. Fucking production values are brilliant. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely exactly what I remember, and I haven't seen it for about maybe 10, maybe more than 10 years, actually. In mm. a while. 2004? I've seen it a couple of times, but I don't think I've seen it possibly in a decade. I don't think I've seen it since it came out. So, 2004? Hmm. But probably seen clips of it here, there for... Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably. I mean, it's a highly gift film. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it held up. So, this, obviously, movie was done fully puppetry. Yes. So, it's... Puppets on a string through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that added to it or subtracted from it oh it added to it for me it's so yeah. funny just the way they move uh-huh. and when they're fighting it's like a dance <laughs> <laughs> they're just dancing each other it's so fucking funny because presumably the, the puppets are made in such a way that they could have made them walk a bit more accurately but I actually it's funnier the way they make yes. them fumble a bit more yeah because there's a couple of times where there's like a really heart, heartfelt conversation and then like Gary just turns around and he's just like 
<laughs> and the way he walks off, I know. it just fucking breaks. But, you. Okay, well, I know. I don't know if I forgot to look up what the ratio is, like size wise. So Castles was talking about this. Apparently, they were about four foot tall. Right, that's what I thought. Which because, is fucking terrifying. I know. I did think that. I, th- I thought because the way, like when they do explosions and all that kind of stuff, you can't do that sort of stuff too small. Yeah, you have to do it at a certain ratio mm-hmm. to real life to be able to to imitate yeah you know what I mean you can't do it so like so I was like I wonder how big these are actually yeah. I'd imagine the mechanics and their faces as well but, you yes. know they can only make mm-hmm. them so Aye. small so yeah so you to pick it all up man. do you not think it would have been at a certain point freaky like turning up for production and stuff like that and all those puppets are just looking at you though no, like no, I feel like if they were, up. I feel like if they were two foot, it'd be less scary. But at four foot, they could really four mount a foot. challenge. That's, that's big. So how many folk were operating one? I'm not sure, but I, I know certainly. Like I was reading a thing with, uh, I think it was um, Stone, and he was saying um, that it was a fucking nightmare. I imagine, like I imagine there's quite a few people. Nightmare. I imagine the setup of the rig they've got up top to people hanging you know what I mean like to because it must be so there must be like four or five people doing the eyes somebody's doing the arms somebody's doing the legs because like traditionally obviously one person will do it mm-hmm. but not when it's four foot yeah you know what I mean you, that's a lot to, to and, deal with and the scenes like the kind of I don't know city scenes and stuff like that there's mm. just so much going on know, there's moving mental. vehicles there's mm-hmm. like things getting blown in the street yes. Must have plus so all many, the puppets so you know it's just yes. there's so much moving so much detail which is really impressive hold on I've got a, I've got a couple of quotes here from uh, Matt Stone he says I don't know what we were thinking doing a puppet movie because it was uh, sorry I don't know why we thought doing a puppet movie would be fun it was terrible it was really hard because they can't do anything at all. And then he went on and said, uh, no, it was uh, Trey Parker said, we're in this, so we have to finish the fucking thing. But I hate it. I really do. I fucking hate it. <laughs> that bad, <laughs> That's what he said in an interview. Halfway through, <laughs> making it. Yeah. But I think like Paramount greenlit the film thinking like a puppet movie would be cheaper than a live action. I know, wasn't he? But I don't think it was. Oh, really? <laughs> like, Oh no, it it cost like 50 million or something. Uh, The budget was, estimated budget, 32 million. Oh, 32. Um, That's a lot. For a puppet film, fucking hell. Yeah. Fuck me, man. Um, But like like, like we said before, like I I genuinely think, like had they made it, like obviously their bread and butter is animation with South Park, had mm -hmm. this been the same thing, it would still have been funny, but it wouldn't have been as funny. It's it's so memorable Mm -hmm. because it's, fucking puppets aye um, and I think because of the age we are we've got memories of Joe 90 and Thunderbirds mm-hmm. whereas a lot of kids these days will have no idea That's what true. that shit is aye, I wonder how much people these days would appreciate it exactly but we're of an age where that is in our consciousness or that shit so watching something like this which is just so far off the fucking register but it's still puppets it's mm-hmm. like it's mental I mean like this would never get fucking made today. No. Or even even five years ago, this would not even... Nobody would be even into the limit. What the fuck are you talking about? Durka, durka? Jihad, jihad? That Aye. is mental. Yeah. They just basically took five offensive terms in a different language and made that the entire language. Language? I yeah. So. Like, I mean, I don't know if you'll remember this, Andy, but the, the film got delayed at the time. Why? So... I remember 
I saw... This is after 9-11, isn't it? Aye. Holy but, but, fuck. But only a couple of years after. Holy fuck. This, this, oh my God. Right. That's the thing. Like 9-11 was still very much in the aye, consciousness. In the consciousness and they made this fuck me. Well, it, but it was even worse than that. So the film came out in America, but it was supposed to come out over here just about right at the end of the year right. in 2004. Uh, aye, in 2004. But just before it was supposed to come out was I can't remember what it was there was like a tsunami that it was the like the oh, biggest yes. natural disaster ever. It killed hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, and so they I delayed mean. it for a couple of weeks because halfway through the film there's that scene where there's a tsunami comes and basically you see bodies floating in water. Oh, and they were like, I. we can't I mean obviously like they weren't trying to be like edgy they'd made this long before yeah, yeah but of course I would they were that. like fucking hell we can't put this out so it got delayed for a couple of weeks so it somehow i think probably because it'd been out in america it got leaked online so i watched it at a friend's house before mm-hmm. it came to the cinema right and i remember being like holy shit that's dark like obviously unintentional but that yeah. is dark but, but i like gonna go I, there. but i like dark humor right so a couple about a week later we, we went to the cinema for the the launch of it and we're in this cinema and it's busy in kilmarnock and that fucking scene comes on and we start laughing and the entire cinema just turns around and fucking stares at us. Oh, wow. As if you better hope you can get out of here alive. <laughs> oh, and there's some of the bits in it are just fucking hilarious. Um, the sex scene. The sex scene. <laughs> oh, my God. So, a bit of trivia on this one. So, the movie was given an NC-17 rating by the MPAA, which... Mm. It, don't exactly know what that is, but they had to edit the scene nine times before they received the R rating that they were shooting for. Um, and Shay Parker said that like they had originally added that scene to distract them from like the rest of the film subject matter. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, they but, were they were worried that like the MPA were going to come back and go, "Here's the ten scenes you need to edit." So uh-huh. instead, they made the sex scene like nine minutes long or something. Right. So that it would be so offensive they that they would focus it. on that right. and not the other stuff. That's clever. Which is, yeah, uh, it is clever. Because right. there's an, un, there's, I've only seen it once, but there's an unrated version where that sex scene goes on right. and on. Because <laughs> it goes on quite a bit anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Only they have like fucking like eight positions. It's, it's fucking so tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and, and the best bit is they show a close up at one point, he doesn't have a dick. She's going to town. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, I just there was so many offensive bits. Like what honestly see, I think it's probably the most offensive and the funniest bit, because those two often go hand in hand for me. But see when they put them through, I can't remember what they call the process, but they put them through the process so that he can go undercover. Mm-hmm. And when they do the reveal, he's just got pubes stuck to his face. And, all, like, and it's clearly pubes. Yeah. It's not hair, it's fucking pubes. <laughs> and he looks exactly the same. And then they put what is clearly a, a towel. bathroom towel. A towel. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's just out of the fucking shower. Oh, and then he's going up to the, and then like the first time he goes up to the people, they're like, oh, no, 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 jihad, jihad, da, da, da. and he's like, oh, come on, Gary, come on, and then he's like, like as if he's like struggling, and then he succumbs and he's acting, oh, this is the best, act, just this, takes is a, over. this is the best acting I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, and Durka, Durka. 
It's so funny. It's so funny, man. So funny. See that bit at the end as well, we are talking about... Uh, dicks fuck pussies. But not all <laughs> pussies want to be fucked by dicks. And assholes shit on pussies. But that's not... You know what I mean? Uh, like, what, what the fuck? And then I go, you tell him, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an analogy that works, but it's so I know, stupid. I know, it's like so I was myself. Oh, it's so funny. Amazing. So looking at the characters then, best and worst performances? Best is Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, the actor's good. But uh, both Trey Parker Matt and, Damon. and Matt Stone are credited for like him. And, the, and they both had a shot. Ah, uh, they both <laughs> must have said... I love that, that they were trying to outdo each other with an offensive <laughs> Matt Damon impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go into it right but I don't know anyone see anyone that's got any interest look it up it's not hard to find so some of the actors that were portrayed were okay with it mm-hmm. some found it funny some did not Sean Penn was apparently fuming was he? I wrote him a letter and you can see the letter online he's fucking raging about it wow. and I'm like he didn't get it that tight like he looks like he's got too much makeup on but he doesn't even have that many lines yeah. I think it was to do with the suggestion that there was no shame in not voting. I think he said he said something like that. That's one of the quotes that. that that's what like he was annoyed he's just about. A tit, but doesn't it? I don't yeah, know. I mean, if that's what yeah. he's got an issue with, like apparently Matt Damon said, I wasn't happy with it, but I don't hold it against him. Yeah. And the only reason that the whole Matt Damon thing came about is because of the way the puppet looked. Like that was yes. never the plan that he was going to be. Yeah, I so they, 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 like yeah, it was. Yeah. I they, they they made all the puppets, and the Matt Damon one looked like it had been hit with a brick, uh-huh. and so they were like, "We're gonna have to just play this like he's been hit with a brick." Yeah, <laughs> Matt Damon, yeah. so funny. Like to this day, when I see Matt Damon, I go Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's one of the most accomplished actors in the world, oh. but I, like that is his character now to me. The guy did the Bourne films. Oh, that's funny, man. Yeah. Who done the voices in? Is it just? Is there any famous people who done other voices? A lot of the voices are done by Stone and Parker. Yeah, I know they do a lot. Yeah, I know they do a lot. They must have the time of their life doing it. Yeah, like Kim like doing the actual audio. Yeah, they must have a fucking great time. Kim Jong Il, he's clearly Cartman. Like you can hear it yeah. straight away. Yeah. Um, most memorable scene if it was not the sex scene um, if it's not the sex scene and it is and it's not the puking scene oh, oh god oh my god that for me sorry totally, how did I forget about that you know what makes it for me the music because the music so like keeps like, crescendoing I know it's just like and the way he's just like his whole body's just it's just like it's so fucking funny. And it spurned one of the best gifts ever. Because see, anytime you're disgusted with something, you just post that gif. Mm-hmm. And it's just him fucking spewing everywhere. But if it's not those two scenes, and it is those two scenes. <laughs> but if it's not those two scenes, then for me, it's when Gary is on the back of the Jeep. And they're mm-hmm. chasing him. And see how, <laughs> see, uh, see how they told him, they're like, if you're in trouble... Do you remember the sign? And he's like, <laughs> and he's in the back of the jeep, and he's going mental shit. <laughs> he's going mental, waving his hands, but none of them know it. None of them know it's him because oh. he's the best actor ever. <laughs> and they all think he's still in the tavern because they just can't figure out that it's him because he's too good an actor. <laughs> he's fucking in the back of the jeep. 
so those are the three. It's so funny, man. It's so funny. There is bits like don't be wrong. Like when we back at the beginning when we said did it hold up? I definitely think it does hold up. But in rewatching it on Sunday, there <laughs> there was sometimes where there was a little bit larger gaps between laughs than I remember. But the laughs that I admit, some of the laughs, so those three things, they, those three things in any one film is a fucking win. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I love how there's a theme of like whenever they're like trying to like do a mission, they just fucking destroy everything. Yeah. When they destroy the Sphinx, Aye. they destroy the Eiffel Tower. You're like, oh, nest. The end of the fucking Eiffel Tower just fucking plants and it's so fucking well, funny. That's the thing. Like, so I mean, people, and I think that's. It's the genius of Parker and Stone, and they do it so well in South Park as well, where, like, someone could look at that and go, well, that's completely racist. They're just having a go. They're, they're trying to paint the Chinese, and they're trying to paint... You know what I mean? They're trying to paint the Taliban in a bad light, and they're just having a go at these people, you know, like that. No, they're having a go at fucking everybody. Yeah. Because the people that probably get it the worst are the Americans. Mm-hmm. Because they're going, every time America turns up, they just fucking throw their weight around and make things worse. And that's the takeaway from the film. Yeah, and, and there's... Is like that America are a shower of cunts? Aye, and that happens so it. much in South Park. Aye, I know. Because that was the woman that does the, the flying... And then she like puts a bomb into the like the Louvre, you know the big, <laughs> and it's like, and then and then they're like, well done, like Tracy, and she's like, thanks guys, and it's like, you just fucking blew up the Louvre, <laughs> killed them. It's, like it's the ignorance of it, just like the yeah. fact that like yeah, you've saved some people, but you've destroyed the fucking city. Aye. And it's just like, well done guys. And they're all high five with each other. Oh, it's stuff. just like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. I'm I- I've no like. I just like I was pissing myself watching it. Aye. I was like in tears at points. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's like tells you everything you need to know about it. So funny. So just to finish, obviously, Jess, like this isn't necessarily your type of film. No. Like, although you 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 have warmed to South Park. Yeah. Like you do quite enjoy the humour on that now. Like, what did you think? I mean, okay. it is a certain type of humour and like I get it do you know what I mean I can mm-hmm. I can laugh at the jokes but it's not I don't know it's not your go to no and I'm probably it, not like stupid for you or too on the nose uh, yeah probably just a bit too silly right. I'm like, mm-hmm. which is fair yeah like I'm a fucking child and yeah. yeah we both are we laughed our heads off but yes. I, can, I can see like that. that is the one thing like I think there is like with South Park there's it's easy to at first look and go, that's just utterly stupid. But when you think about the jokes more, there is clever. Nuance, there, it is clever yeah, yeah. and there is oh, nuance yeah. behind it and they are really going hard at America. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is which some people could miss mm-hmm. because if you just take it at face value yeah. and like Well, they're always having a go at a subject. Like something that popular that's why it's like done in such a way that they can turn around the episodes quite quick so they can have a go at popular culture. Pop culture. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, I think this is like a almost like a, a time capsule of 2004 as well. Yeah, like, yeah. they were massively trying to piggyback off of, like, 9-11, yeah. which at the time was only three years in the past. It's like, so frightening when you think aye, about it's that. It's so crazy yeah. to me that this came out three years after that. Aye, it's probably, one of the, it's probably one of the first films, that re- or first bits of media that really went, yeah, let's have a fucking laugh at this. Mm-hmm. But it was getting made, always like a year, a year and a half before. So, you know what I mean? Because it must have, t- aye, it took them a while. Mm-hmm. Fuck That's me. True. It's mm-hmm. meant, that's so, so crazy, that. Yeah. Any other bits of trivia or interesting tidbits that we haven't covered? I've got a few. There you go. Um, so, the statue of Kim Jong-il 
in the palace is actually a human in makeup. So I actually do remember as they're like walking along the corridor, there's a portrait on the yeah. wall that's actually like a person. Oh, in that's the scene. cool. I should yeah. have known that when I was looking. I need to watch that scene back. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. In the Panama sequence, uh, all the background foliage is cannabis plants. Huh. And when the camera first shows us the palace in North Korea, several of the smaller buildings are actually Chinese food takeout boxes. Fuck's <laughs> 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 that's amazing. That's what it's got. Yeah, and, and the little paper umbrellas that you get in like drinks. Oh, I mm-hmm. yeah. oh, I've not oh, seen wow. one of them in ages. Yeah. You don't get them really anymore, yeah. do you? They must be too expensive to produce these days. <laughs> it will be a big cost of living thing. Damn you, COVID. <laughs> Take away my straws. My fucking little, my little umbrellas. Yeah. Okay, let's pie. How many are we going for Team America? It's five for me. Five. Okay, I'm going to go three. <laughs> That's fair. We'll have words later. (laughs) Okay, as our movie section continues to evolve, we'll be delving into some classics at the request of listeners. So next week, we're going to be covering Speed from 1994, starring the one and only Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock and Dennis Hopper. I fucking love this film. And I've not seen it in a while, so I am well up for this. Did you? It's a fucking belter. Okay, that is us for this week. Um, if you want to be involved in next week's podcast episode, then watch out for our little link um, and you can leave your comments, questions, feedback, whatever you want in that. And in the meantime, come follow our socials, rate and review. You know the score. We're on threads. We are on threads. Stop trying to make threads happen. <laughs> Thanks as always for listening.